Joey loved chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so I started making, and I'm no pastry cook. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. I was in the kitchen like, oh my God, is this New Jack City or what? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, and I made him brownies. Okay. Wow. You know, I, I started out making him brownies. And I can tell you within the first three months, I was absolutely amazed. You know, the, initially I thought it was just to, you know, give him a little bit of weight. But I was not expecting him to smile. I was not expecting for my dad to walk in the room and he acknowledged him. I was not expecting for Joey to start making sounds. And I believe I did one interview uh, for Channel 7. And the next day I I was being flown to New York for Good Morning America. Wow. Welcome to the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. I am Mr. X to the Z Exhibit. And I'm Tammy, AKA the Cannabis Cutie. And we are here today with, a, we have a, we always have wonderful episodes, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about this. We have a guest. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't, but right. conversations are always stimulating. We go through the layers of cannabis culture. It is that show. Yes. Um, I'm very glad to be here today because who do we have with us? We have, Miko Hester Perez. Mm. She is an advocate in the cannabis space, specifically for children with autism and their families. She works with medical professionals in the cannabis space, and she is notoriously known for being one of the first mothers to come out and say, I give my kid weed. Wow, that yeah. is dope. Amazing. We get yeah. that perspective. Mm-hmm. We're going to be able to speak with her. She has some exciting stuff coming out in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on top of that, you know, it's just wild stuff going on in cannabis mm-hmm. you know uh, we we hear about it we see about it on 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 social media we hear about what's going on you know flickers of it whether it's going to be legalized or not from cnn and mm-hmm. fox and all these other sources so we focused on some of the headlines that are happening right now we're just going to talk about that before we bring on our guests because i think it's very interesting what's happening mm-hmm. um it's happening all across the nation there's 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 cannabis multi-state operators and then there's guys you know like us that operate in, on a state level and have brands mm-hmm. right what are some of the, the headlines that are, are, are the topics that you think stand out the most for you um, with MSOs or just in the cannabis? No, industry? just in cannabis. Period. Ooh. We're gonna dedicate a whole show to MSOs because oh, let's do it. Yeah, there's there's certain lingo mm-hmm. that needs to, you know, be explained to our audience. We we yeah. don't know if they're novice users, people right. who never smoke cannabis, yes. all the way up to people who smoke every day and know, you know, they're weed snobs. Yes, you no, know? it's for the canna curious mm-hmm. and for the canasaurs. Yes. Yes. Talk about the difference between resin, rosin. You know, mm-hmm. we we're gonna talk about all that, mm-hmm. but that's gotta mm-hmm. be compact it to like a, a a glossary show yeah we'll do a faq show but yeah. headline a headline that um has been really big for 2023 um pretty recent was that that it is being recommended that cannabis goes from schedule one to schedule three mm. and drug scheduling anything on schedule one it means it has no um accepted medical use and um high potential for abuse Mm -hmm. and there's like no medicinal value even though the cannabis plant there's so many different states that have some type of legislation for this as medicine Mm -hmm. um it's on schedule one where it says there is no medical use so the recommendation is that we move it to schedule three Mm. and that was announced and a lot of people were like oh my gosh this is great news like progress right Mm. um but it's not progress. In fact, it's actually something we don't want to touch with the 10 foot pole. Okay, so, t- so for our listeners, what is the difference when it goes to schedule three, then it's, it's classified as? Uh, so at schedule one, because it's federally illegal, mm-hmm. what the states do is the state's business. Right. If this moves to schedule three, what happens is now it's the FDA's business. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so everything would have to go through the FDA to get approved. And then once it's approved, you have to get a prescription from a doctor for it. Mm. So then it changes the entire industry. And let's say the FDA drags their feet and does nothing. Or, or gives the contracts to their homeboys. Correct. Yeah. Now the industry is completely away from the people who saved it, kept it alive, mm. who are trying to survive now in the legal market. Mm. Um, and then it goes to big business 
or the FDA does what they did in the past with the marijuana tax uh, stamp. And that's nothing. They do absolutely nothing. So it's like, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. And now weed is gone. Right. So there's so many really bad outcomes. Mm. There could be positive. But my thing is. What are some of the positives? I don't even know. The the government and cannabis, like there is no positives. (laughs) Cannabis. I mean, what what positives can we say from the government when it comes for to weed? There's not that many. I mean, Joe Biden just last year, there was the announcement where he pardoned on federal cannabis offenses, but that was for simple possession and nobody was in jail for that, so. Well, they can do distribution. They got them COVID shots out there like a motherfucker, quick. I mean, (laughs) right, so, okay, speaking of distribution, if we wanna do anything as far as changing anything, first of all, let's not reschedule, let's deschedule fully. And what's the difference for our listeners? What's the difference with that? Descheduling is just taking it off this list to begin with. Listen, cannabis is only on schedule one because it was supposed to be temporarily placed there. Mm. And then Nixon, um, they they commissioned the Schaefer report, which said, hey, actually, this is kind of benign. It's really positive. We need to reschedule it or just deschedule it altogether. Actually, deschedule it. Mm. And um. They basically threw that report away (laughs) and kept it on schedule one because what pharmaceutical companies were like, okay, well, if we have our drugs next to cannabis and other illegal drugs, how are people going to be able to tell the difference? Mm. So essentially schedule one just became a firewall. Um, So it doesn't belong on there. So deschedule it. Or put alcohol on there. I don't know. Oh, it just doesn't make sense. Like, shit. it doesn't make sense. Oh, shit. Shots fired. <laughs> no, no shots fired. Let yeah. people do what they want to do. Don't put, don't schedule dr- um, alcohol. But deschedule mm. cannabis. It's a plant. It, it's over time, but I have no faith that they will. And I mm. don't see anything positive. Sorry. No, so so, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. I, I definitely will do my research on what that is. When mm-hmm. did they announce that? Um, it was announced, I believe, in September, early mm. September. Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's figure that out, man. I, I don't know how to feel about that yet. Uh, from what you're saying, it sounds like a nightmare scenario. I don't want to have to go to a fucking doctor every time I want to get an eighth. Yeah, and then you know? what if it's not good cannabis? Well, then like, that cat that train has already left the station. Right, that's you true. know, like like there's gonna be weed. People are gonna have fields and grows, and the, right. they're definitely gonna increase the black market. Right. Yeah, yeah, or the traditional market. Well, then do we go back to the times before cannabis was legal, and now everybody's getting arrested again? Oh, well, they would like that. I think so, because yeah. I'm pretty sure since cannabis is getting legalized, they don't have enough bodies to, yeah, to make the prison lame. Yeah. But there's tons of other shit to arrest people for Yeah, now. abortion is a big one right now. It's oh, like, my you know, God. It's She's true. over there. Her revolver is smoking today. Bang, bang. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, they've got to replace the, the population. Like, what can we make illegal that is just very common? Do you think that there's this, a scheme to depopulize the earth? Um, no, but I think the earth is fed up with us and it might really? be doing that So you don't think it's us killing us? You think the planet Earth is like, okay, I'm sick of you niggas. You know, I don't really get into all that. Like what, you know, are, is there a depopulation plan? I know there's too many of us right now and not enough resources. Mm. That's what I do know. Yeah. 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 You think they're controlling the weather? These are like high questions. Like for um, real. Do I think they're controlling the weather? Now they're coming like, they're, they're like rushing me. I don't know. I, I just like the different weather. I just like to observe. I don't really mm. think about how it happened. It could be happening right under my nose, but I don't want to think about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting calls. I got a call from from uh, one of my friends. So I thought, hey, you think this is Armageddon that's happening <laughs> right now? You know, they, they, like all these, I was like, they're just, yeah, I think all this stuff was like happening around the earth, but it just wasn't reported as often. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. now we're all so connected. Everything that happens gets to us in lightning speed. So yeah. it may seem like it's happening more frequently. Well, but... I mean, we do know that the planet is heating up and that's affecting weather for mm. sure. I do have friends that are like, we're in Genesis. This is the end of times. But I'm like, yeah, Jesus didn't come back during the Holocaust and slavery. I just don't know if it's like right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had the Jesus talk the other day. <laughs> That's how you know Jesus is black. Woo! <laughs> I need to smoke after that one. <laughs> Yeah. 
It's the Lasagna Ganja Podcast. We are here with Mr. X to the Z. Tammy, a.k.a. the Cannabis Cutie. And... Miko Perez. (laughs) Miko, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is such a a unique opportunity um, to be able to... To sit with you both. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good, man. I'm very glad to have you on. There's a lot to unpack, a lot to talk about. Um, But yeah, just take us from the beginning. Like, um, how did you get started and what brought you into... We we also have a history we was talking about before we got started. Yeah. So let's just start from the beginning. So from the beginning, um, my son was diagnosed with uh, autism uh, at 18 months. And uh, I was a, a young mother then, and I really didn't understand not only autism, but um, the journey. And it, well, God, you know, that just to, to, to start, um, when he was diagnosed with autism, I, it, it was like the day you go home and you go, what just happened? Mm. Um, I had no idea that my life would, would change so much. And what year was this? This was in, wow, uh, maybe early 2000 okay. um, when he was diagnosed. And, I, you know, I placed him on medication, um, you know, at the... Prescribed, like... Prescribed medication, uh, uh, psychotropic yeah. medications. Mm. And um, by the time he was nine years old, he was 42 pounds. And so, you know, at the time I was dealing with behavior issues. Um, We had a crisis unit in our home, you know, most of the time. And he had to be cleared for surgery. And so I walked into the doctor's office and he's 42 pounds. You can see the bones in his chest and he was just cleared for surgery. Mm. And I said, something's wrong here. Um, That was one of the longest rides home. You know, I, I'm in my car and I, I look in the back seat and I said, no, we're not doing this. And my initial thought uh, was Cheech and Chong. Mm. How do I get my son to eat? eat. And um, at the time I was a legal researcher, uh, legal secretary, and my son just ended up being one of my biggest cases. Wow. Uh, I had uncovered a document uh, that was written by Dr. Bernard Remlin, who is the father and the founder of the Autism Society of America. And he wrote a paper on cannabis as a valuable treatment option for children uh, or persons on the autism spectrum. And like any other case, I had put it together. It was a you know very thick file. I walk into his doctor's office with his medical team and I say we're doing this so cannabis wasn't part of your like everyday like you weren't you weren't smoking yourself or consuming yourself it was no this was this was a a search for something special for your son definitely you know I come from a law enforcement family very religious family this was completely out of my character um to be able to have found this this (laughs) this treatment this treatment option. At the time I was married and uh, my son, my ex-husband was like the stoner, you know? Mm. So I'm walking in the house with Joey and I'm like, this is what we're doing. And he looked at me and said, are you kidding me? You know, you're, <laughs> this is, and I said, I'm going to be able to do this. And so day one, you know, uh, I, I believe um, I, I, reached out to a couple of growers and one of them ended up being Kyle Cushman. (laughs) Um, So I started at, and and these guys are still my brothers today. Mm. You know, I can still call Don and Aaron Mm -hmm. from DNA genetics. I can still call Jorge Cervantes in Spain. Mm. And these are the guys who came and just kind of put me under their wing and said, we're going to walk you through this. And I, the ride has not stopped. Wow. What did you end up deciding the best method was for your situation? Joey loved chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I started making, and I'm no pastry cook. <laughs> you know, right, right. I was in the kitchen like, oh my God, is this New Jack City or what? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, and I made him brownies. Okay. Wow. You know, I, I started out making him brownies. And I can tell you within the first three months, I was absolutely amazed. You know, the, initially I thought it was just to, you know, give him a little bit of weight, but I was not expecting 
him to smile. I was not expecting for my dad to walk in the room and he acknowledged him. I was not expecting for Joey to start making sounds. And I believe I did one interview uh, for Channel 7. And the next day I, I was being flown to New York for Good Morning America. Wow. Wow. It was, um, and I could tell you from that day on, uh, December 25th, uh, I think it was December 27th, actually, Mm -hmm. um, my entire life changed. Wow. You know, are we from Telemundo to (laughs) Columbia? Yeah, people talking about your story, your journey. Right. Right. And and, then it was, um, and I knew that if I I was going to go public, I needed to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. So I made sure there was an attorney next to me. Mm -hmm. I made sure there was a medical team that was in line. Because as a woman of color, Mm -hmm. I knew what I was up against. Mm -hmm. And I was up against the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's so dope to hear that you had the foresight to have these pieces in place because you already knew, you know, oh, you you giving your kids drugs. That was going to yeah. be the the push from 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 wherever uh, opponent you would have in this category. So how did you did you did you have any pushback from that side? And if you did, how did you respond to it? So as as a, a, an autism parent, we really take everyone's opinion for you know <laughs> it really doesn't matter grain of salt yeah grain of salt because you know we until you've walked in our shoes you'll never understand what we go through mm-hmm. and so i knew i needed to have the right paperwork in order everyone else just had an opinion but i'm at home with my son and i saw um therapists coming into our home everyone and we're all watching my son wither away did social services get involved do they so social services did get involved. Um, thankfully, I did have legal counsel okay, and they were actually able to intervene. Um, and I think after, you know, being on Fox News, yeah. uh, the doctor's show, no one really wanted to go up against me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Thank when God. I really yeah. realized we are at the forefront of this, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the 16 year journey. I haven't really changed. You know, I'm still the same mom, same Miko, um, but now I have an army mm-hmm. and I use that army to help other families uh, wow. globally. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you help other p- families? So typically I, I feel like I'm the autism whisperer. So <laughs> usually, <laughs> you know, when families contact me, it's really navigating, mm-hmm. you know, finding a product is a piece of cake, navigating through federal services and federal agencies that are in our home is where the navigation starts. Okay. And just really providing the most appropriate starting point, most and sitting down with the entire medical teams. Mm-hmm. When Joey was diagnosed in 2011 with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, I had no idea that I was knocking out two birds with one stone, right? Duchenne muscular dystrophy uh, just kind of attacks your muscles. Mm -hmm. And so cannabis is a natural muscular uh, protectant. Mm -hmm. And so I started working in terminal illness. I started working in palliative care. I started working and I had no idea um, of my son's purpose Mm -hmm. and how it was basically shaping, you know, what my ultimate next phase in my life would be. And so as I started helping families on the autism spectrum. Then I started helping palliative care and it just, you know, and it, it every day I just kind of go, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I blame Jesus and Joey for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like really, this is where I'm at now. But I, I'm sort of the no knocks mm-hmm. type of advocate for families, yeah. you know, put your boots on, get a notepad. I'm not going to bullshit you for nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and I always get families to say, you're very different than the advocate that sold us this product. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, because I'm not selling you a product. I'm selling you navigation. Right. Yeah. And right. in order for this to be successful, you're going to have to know the rules yeah. and the guidelines and what to look for and how to look for it. That product is a piece of cake, you know, um, but the basics are really what I focus on. You know, cannabis is not just to be clear. Cannabis is not just a magic wand for people yeah. on, on the autism spectrum. It's the it's, assist. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, I, I think it's, I think it's w- when applicable, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's really dope to hear 
the journey, even though you don't consume, um, to, to be an advocate in the stature of, in the manner of which you are, is really is really to be applauded. And um, I think that the people that you help, the families that you help, are, are very thankful for that because, you know, they probably don't consume themselves. Right. You know, so they, this is new territory for them. Mm -hmm. So this this is great. It's not only new territory, but it's also. I think everyone in the cannabis industry thinks everyone knows everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until they, they you don't know shit. Until you sit down <laughs> with an autism parent or that parent goes mm -hmm. to the dispensary with their child in the car. Mm -hmm. We don't know everything. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. right now we are one out of 17 homes in America with mm -hmm. a person on the autism spectrum. And the advice from advocates you know they need to stay in their lanes mm -hmm. like you know that's one of the reasons why i continue to to stay relevant in mm -hmm. this space i'm one of a few advocates that can actually intervene in cps cases mm -hmm. and i'm on call at monday through friday from 5 a.m to noon just in case legal counsel or social workers contact me um, to write reports intervene close cases and just be who I've always been. And that's really a protector. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, I remember they used to call me the school district slayer because <laughs> I would just go into the school district and I go, what, what? No one ever reads the first line of my bio. I've been a legal secretary for 30 years <laughs> um, and I enjoy what I do and, and I have a host of process servers. And mm -hmm. so this, you know, walking into the, the court space was really just the next version of me, mm -hmm. you know, being very interesting to see, you know, that we, we already know the, the misconception of and, and, and the, the perception that most people have of cannabis is the recreational user the person that, you know, the, you know, the hippie or whatever they used to call them back in the day and the negative press that they given cannabis over the years, yeah. you know, so now it's an uphill battle. Not only are you fighting prejudices against yourself, the prejudices against the plant, the public court, the, of, public yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. court of public opinion, and you're yeah. only trying to help your child. And right. there's, there's lots of people out there in this situation. So it's just really opening up the views and the and and the transition of what cannabis means to people in so many ways not just recreational yeah i i truly believe cannabis and autism is the reason i'm who i am today mm -hmm. right and, and i'm very thankful mm -hmm. you know i i guess i would be one of those types of of people who were square and never looked outside the box <laughs> and you know oh Miko, she goes by all the rules not really Mm -hmm. Right. I have learned to not only protect families, but also protect cultivators. Mm -hmm. Without those cultivators, my son would not have lived as long as he did. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that we never forget, um, mm -hmm. because I think we take a final product for granted. Mm -hmm. That cultivator uh, needs to be equally praised yeah. because he's the reason why, you know, we are seeing uh, the, the, the progress with our children. And, you know, that's that's kind of why I got involved with Nothing But Fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you mentioned that uh, Joey lived as long as he did. How long was his, w were they expecting him to live prior yeah, to cannabis? So yeah. with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, um, most boys uh, pass away in their late teens. Okay. Um, Joey passed away at the age of 19 years old. Wow. Wow. And it's, it's kind of weird, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I talk to him every day, right? And I, like, Joey, really? I'm going to nothing but fire today. This is, this is not my plan. But I'm very grateful, right? I'm very grateful for cannabis. I'm very grateful for autism. I'm very grateful for the, the journey. Yeah, the time yeah. you had with her. Yeah. But I certainly think that I, whatever, I'm not done yet, you know? And right. I And I know that I'm not done because the families still contact me. Yeah. And I'm I think I'm still needed and so far no one's tried to rob me of my you mm -hmm. know tried to to take it away from me but it's 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 very serious. Yeah. You know and and I 
I tend to be serious all the time and it's, you know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I have to perform <laughs> with when I'm in court. I'm like, you guys, I can't be seen at nothing but fire because I got to go to court my, at 8 a.m. Yeah, 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 and yeah. save a family. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds right now. Yeah. Um, because I'm definitely bringing perspectives that may not be apparent. Mm. Um, a lot, which is, you know, the consumer, the dispensary, mm-hmm. the manufacturer, right. the cultivator, right. you know. And so I have sort of, you know, transitioned over and, you know, now I'm working in NASCAR and, and tell you know. Tell us about with, that. Yeah, tell us about <laughs> that. Tell us about NASCAR. Yeah. So um, I think about two years ago, uh, NASCAR decided to have CBD companies uh, sponsor drivers. Ooh, I can't wait. No, we <laughs> can't do. wait. No, I can't wait till they get let us promote on their cars. Oh. They do. I'm a, not to, but THC. Right. Well, I'm gonna blast that shit. I'm on there. So, I, so I have a fuck I, you, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here comes Napalm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working with Curry Motorsports, which is IMSA. Okay. So we can definitely do THC on business really? development. Oh yes. Oh, oh yeah, yes. I want the hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have it. Um, um, and the top of the car. You look. The whole car is <laughs> and yours. the tailpipe. <laughs> we gonna, we we going all the way. Everything. And as you should, you know, it's it's. How I entered the space and was working with a driver. He's the third African-American NASCAR driver publicly diagnosed with autism. Wow. His name is Armani Williams. He's in the truck series. Mm-hmm. And they said, we need a little help and we need an expert. And I said, OK, here we go. Um, <laughs> you know, and I went to a couple of races and I said, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So he drives professional. Professionally. Wow. And to be able to work with Armani has been such a blessing. I, I say it's a gift from Joey. Yeah. So where, um, spe- if you don't mind me asking, where on the spectrum is he? He's on the the higher end of the spectrum. He's in college, mm-hmm. and he's he's twenty three years old, and he's exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the hope that all families need. Mm-hmm. You know, could you wow. imagine? You know, sitting in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin, and you know, you have a child on the spectrum and you see Armani pop up. Yeah. And he's he, a professional NASCAR and he's driver. Professional NASCAR driver. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm telling you, cannabis has brought me places, wow. you know, that mm-hmm. I, I would never have thought that I would be in. That's so amazing. I um, want to check him out. Yeah. Wow. Definitely check him out. And, you know, and we'll take you over to IMSA and we'll get your whole car taken hey, care of. Hey, man. Listen, <laughs> listen, cannabis does not get to get promoted. And not to be off such, we're going to get right back, but cannabis is not allowed in a lot of places. Right. Man. You know, there's the restrictions on being able to promote, but, you know, smoking itself, we they can't promote certain places as well. No, but you know what I do think? I think with this podcast and with more exposure, mm. we're changing the narrative. Yeah. I would never thought that I would be sitting here with X and the cannabis cutie <laughs> talking about <laughs> autism and talking yeah. about the compassionate side of California. Mm-hmm. You know, we're Prop 215. We started this shit. Mm-hmm. We started yes, it. Yes, it was sick people that yeah. that motivated the legislation change. Yes. yes. And so for that, and that was the only reason mm-hmm. in 2009 why Joey received his medical marijuana recommendation. Wow. So we have a lot to be grateful for um, being in California, but it Podcasts like this are going to change the way we see things yeah. and bring it more to the forefront. Well, yeah. Hopefully this platform, we can be used in that manner. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Joey for setting you on your life path. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it comes full circle, I can tell you. And I, and I think I've shared it with you. The first time Joey actually responded to music was a Snoop Dogg song. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> of and, course. You know, we have it on video. And, and, I, and I said, you know, I'm going to have to stop Snoop and tell him, like, hey, yeah. you know, this is... And it, it makes sense. <laughs> but when you've never seen your child ever respond to anything. Mm. And I remember that day because I had given him a brownie before (laughs) aquatic therapy. Uh And on the way back, he was so happy. And it was, and then it was just like, what just happened? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, 
I want to rock right now. Oh, <laughs> Scoop DeVille on the beat. And Joey is like... <laughs> Big dog. He's, he's rocking back and forth, and I'm sobbing. <laughs> because for... He's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So he, he the only word that he's ever said is mom. Mm-hmm. He's never reacted to anything. He doesn't... He didn't... And so... Snoop Dogg, yeah. you know, a brownie, cannabis. Yeah. And so when I sit down with other families, they get it. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. I mean, the cannabis industry has no idea mm-hmm. how many families are behind cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you say to people that are actively trying to either deconstruct or break down the ability to get this medicine to families across the world. You can't stop us. Mm. We're one out of 17 homes in America. Our our voting block will stand behind cannabis any day. Okay. Mm. Um, and I, I think that they have nothing to worry about, you know, simply because my job is training palates, mm-hmm. training your child to, to take in. Um, Joey taught me that, mm-hmm. right? So when I would give Joey a brownie and I know he was going to have the munchies later, except his munchies were going to be strawberries, <laughs> broccoli, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. green bean casserole. That's what cannabis does. Yeah. You know, um, he went from having his face very pale and and just not looking very healthy to he's there's nothing wrong with him. Right, you right. know, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And so it's. It was cannabis. Yeah. And so, and, and, you know, I laugh every day when my attorney would say, you know, you breeze through Fox News. And I said, because I was talking about pro-life. Mm. We forget cannabis is pro-life. And when you change that story, you change that narrative, you have everyone, you know, their mm-hmm. eyes and ears open. Right. Yeah. Wow. So. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. We call this the lasagna ganja podcast because there's layers to there's no lasagna. Unfortunately. But, but, <laughs> but but there's layers to all of this and it's so complicated. So, you know, we dedicated this podcast to finding these layers and talking about each one. And there's there's so many to get through. And this mm-hmm. is very important because it's not just about the recreational use of the plant or the people that it affects. This is about families. This is about something that is being you know, um, treat it as, as a commodity when it's a medicine, you know? Yeah. And it's also given not only cultivators a reason to connect with their families, mm. but it's also giving us as families of color a way to connect to our families. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, I remember walking out of court one day and, and I had this guy run, like take me to my car and say, you're the reason why I, 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 talk to my mom about cannabis yeah full-on cholo and i was like i don't know what he's about to do but when he stopped me and and i said and i just drove home and i said oh my god you know we really have influenced a generation Mm -hmm. um and then on the other end you know i i go home back to puerto rico (laughs) and you know my brother's a, a physician and you know families full of physicians, actually. (laughs) Um, And when I get there, I take my shoes off, you know, and and I start walking into homes. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, and all they want to do is, what cannabis do we use, Miko? What product do we use? And it's very different there, but not that different with the families because we're all the same. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just continue to 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 keep moving now i'm having a lot more fun though i am having fun now okay Um, you know it's taken me a while joey's been gone for five years okay i was just about to ask you that and i'm finally kind of coming out of my shell (laughs) finally well we're Uh, glad that you are thank you for sharing this mm -hmm. this information with us but by all means keep going i just want to thank you for that though thank you thank you for having me it's even on the way here, I said, you know what, Tammy, I, I'm not that cool. I don't know why you guys want to talk to me. I'm not cool at all. Trust me, I'm not either. You know? <laughs> but I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs>
No, Miko, you're doing something in the United States that we're not seeing a lot of, which is the discussion around cannabis and autism. Mm -hmm. And in places like Israel, where they've done years and years of yeah. research, and we know that there is positive correlation to cannabis use for people who are living on the autism spectrum. Um, so you bringing attention to that is so important. And you're right, advocates don't. This is not our lane. When it comes to like these kinds of things, there are people that I'm going to send them to. You're always going to be one that I send when people have questions about what do I give my children, I'm always going to send them to you. I have wow. no advice. Yeah, because it's it's a it's a doozy. Mm -hmm. You know, if a family, if a mother says, hey, I want to use this treatment option and three people hear it, CPS is knocking at your door. What if people are in a state where it's not legal at on any level? but they have a child on the spectrum that may need this medicine. How, how do they go about doing that? Mm. Look, X, I cannot answer that Ooh. question. Legally. Mm. Well, Legally. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a legal there's a, answer that we yeah. can. It's called medical refugees. Mm -hmm. And the, you better hope that your family can afford to move. pick up and move. There's a girl named Alexis Portel who had... Um, uh, epileptic disorder, I think Dravet's syndrome, yeah. and her family had to move her from Texas to, to Colorado, Colorado. Mm -hmm. yeah. because the only way that she would be able to live, when she was having hundreds of seizures a day, if mm -hmm. I'm correct, yeah. and they were going to take out a piece of her brain or she could use cannabis and the seizures stop and she yeah. keeps her whole brain, but her family had to uproot everything and, and move to a different state. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Wow. Because that's their only option. But she started taking CBD. She was seizure free for 30 days. And then they she had a seizure after that. They added THC and she has not had mm. a seizure since. It's been years now. Wow. And it, this is like, OK, now, if you don't go to a different state because you can't afford it, you know, you're risking your life. You're risking your children, their safety. You're, you're um, risking it all. And yeah, so that's why it's it so great. That but if you chop out piece of their brain. Totally fine. No yeah, yeah, that's, that's the alternative. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. Uh, very extreme. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I'm again, I'm, I'm very grateful as well as, you know, our story was not only in Copenhagen, Denmark. Mm -hmm. it, you know, we've been able to be in quite a few books mm -hmm. um, that the, our story, you know, working with Project CBD or. Mm -hmm. And the, one of the reasons why I do go public is simply because I do not want to put any more families on the line of fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and what families do not realize is, is even though autism may be in a bill and even though there may be symptoms in a legislation bill, state laws have not changed. Right. It's expensive to change state laws. So you still have state negligence laws on the books. You still have physicians who have to report THC in mm -hmm. a child's system. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. So yeah. we haven't solved that problem yet. So until further federal laws are passed, um, you can contact me and have a legally binding confidential call. Wow. And I always tell families, you know, it's great that people can recommend a product, but you call me to help be successful. You right. contact me so I can walk you through this journey until further federal laws are passed. If people want to get in touch with you, how, how do they do so? And, and give the information, yeah. you know, if, however, the best way to get in contact with you, because the, I know there's some listeners out there that yeah. maybe do going through this right now. And have nowhere, um, to, turn. Have nowhere to turn, have nowhere, don't know where to start. So yeah. how can people get in touch with you? So obviously through social media, um, yeah. it's Miko Perez and my blog, Miko'sBlog.com, which has all of my credentials. And and speaking of Israel, I, I mean, mm -hmm. Joey has made it possible for me to hit every country. <laughs> yeah. um, and I started working in Spain uh, very early on uh, with uh, my other mothers and was speaking at the Technion conference i think i forgot what it's called I the forgot. company or no 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 the uh, the actual cut the i think it was just canatech canatech that's okay. what it was mm -hmm. and it's been amazing yeah you know? how do you spell that me i'm following you right now it's m-i-e for those who are listening i'm, I'm on my phone m-i-e-k-o and underscore perez perez boom there it is got you <laughs> boom all right there it is m-i-e-k-o underscore Perez. Yes. Got it. Miko Follow her. Um, spread the word. Um, information is king. Yes. Thank Miko's you. the best. You know, when I met you, you scared the you scared the shit out of me. 
I tell you, I'm so serious. It's so nice to meet you. I'm Puerto Rican too. I'm like, here we go. I'm with this organization, like doughy eyed, and you're like, I don't fuck with them. I was like, oh. Yeah, okay, so let me, let me, let's, let's, let's. Wait a minute, she's a gang, she's a gang, active gang member too? She had good reason. But I was taken aback. She did call me like a week later. Yeah. She explained herself, but then she also took me under her wing. And I'm one of the advocates that does have her respect in the industry. Thank God. (laughs) I don't mean to be gangster, but when it comes to these children and when it comes to this industry, I'm seeing a pattern. Yeah. And the pattern is don't ride on my back to get to where you need to go because mm. you don't know me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. And I protect families by any means necessary. Yeah. And your information to sell a product is not important to them. Wow. Right. And yeah. so wow. I was I was aligned with some enemies that were giving bad information to families. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So it made sense. Yeah. yeah. I just I can't <laughs> we can't afford it. There's a business that's going on, uh, you know, in, in, in certain states. Mm. And so we have to keep our families at home and we have to keep them together. Sometimes people will call me and say, Miko, you disappeared for three days. I said, 72 hours. You, you're right. Because there was a family that needed me. Yeah. Whether you have $1 or a thousand dollars, I'm still showing up mm-hmm. wow. because there's no one else like me. There's no one else that's right. going to be able to write a report. And, there's no one, I've been investigated by the best. Medical Board of California, Child Protective Services, mm. <laughs> you name it. I've, I've, so I've already done the work for these families. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to pick up the, you know, for me to, to put them under my wing and protect them. And that's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. You can call me for an IEP meeting, which is a, a meeting for, for children. Um, on the spectrum or special needs children and I'll walk in and they'll go, oh, shit, we don't know who she's bringing. They don't know if she's bringing, you know, the, a newspaper, a TV mm. station. And so I've learned to use this entire journey, you know, really to protect other families by any means necessary. And I'm, I'm hard, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm very, very strict, very hard, but it's for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. I want you to be successful and not say, I did it because it was a privilege. Right. Oh, that, that's amazing. Thank we you. need more people like you. Right. Are there organizations that you do align with that are people that you respect in, in this journey that you're on? Cannabis or outside cannabis? Uh, both. <laughs> wow. Um, there are organizations. I'm pretty sure they you know, may not want me to name them. Mm, yeah. Um, but if you contact me, I'll put you in in, in front right of these organizations. Right. Um, the, you know, because each each family is very different. Each yeah. goal is different, and so mm-hmm. and the 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 good part about it is these organizations know I mean business. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not going to mm-hmm. um, just give them. You know, hey, go do this. Yeah. No, I'm all in. Yeah. You know, autism fam, autism mom. I don't sleep. I still haven't slept wow. because I, I, you know, there's there's still work to do. Yeah. yeah. As you expand your reach in this, in this, you you've also did products of your own. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So there's a whole story behind that one. Okay. Um, yeah. Tell us. Yes. <laughs> so because I work with so and many, you have it here with us, right? I do. Those, I do. Yeah. Okay. So what? Tell us what we're looking at. So this is Arbor. Um, This is a product that has a, it's nitro V. Mm -hmm. So we have a very unique ingredient, which is nitro V Mm -hmm. and it's Arbor uh, by Miko Perez. Okay. So what is nitro V? So nitro V is like the super um, cannabinoid. Oh. And full spectrum hemp extract. A thousand milligrams. I like that thousand. I like that thousand (laughs) number. With nitro V. Is that not yeah, but it's it's so it's 22 milligrams. And I'll tell you the story about the 22 milligrams and why this was so important. I've seen a lot of products in the last 16 years. I've the, never seen 33. 30, yeah, that's what I mean. 33. OK, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. 33. But I've seen milligrams. a lot of uh, products in the last 16 years and I work with medical directors and I'm always uh, listening to their input. Yeah. And so. For me, you know, when it comes to certain delivery methods, I try to steer away from using those delivery methods mm-hmm. for very specific reasons. 
there's a lot of senior citizens going into the emergency right now (laughs) because they're taking, you know, tinctures and edibles and and there's no definitive dose. They made that shit in their bathtubs. Mm. Well, (laughs) but not only that, they don't. I mean, this is not 1974 weed. Mm. This is. Yeah. Very new for them. And so they need suppositories. Whoa. Hey. Yeah. Gentle. Easy. Hey. Easy on us. Hey, man. Team. Waking them up a little bit. <laughs> Let's just stick to smoking the edibles, please. Jesus. <laughs> so, God. with all these companies throwing products at me, I knew eventually that I would find a product um, or find a company that would be uh, suited for, for me, mm-hmm. period. Number one, I need to to defend the product. Number one, I need mm-hmm. to be able to just speak authentically about, mm-hmm. um, you know, my experience. And so I run into Arbor mm-hmm. um, in a couple of conferences and, you know, they send me all their information. I tried the product um, maybe a little bit before my hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's, I, you know, I need to get my body back in order. And I took the product for 90 days before I even contacted them and said, I want in. I said, number one, there's no product that um, bears any woman, period, of color or uh, that has, you know, Miko Perez on it or Perez or any type of Mm -hmm. um, Afro-Latina anything on it. Right. So I knew I was about to really (laughs) go. you believe in it set the trend for yeah. this yeah. you know because it and and then i started losing weight and then i started feeling great yeah, and there's daily and there's slim and there's sleep yeah enrich your daily life with daily um it's an orange package then you have <laughs> clinically studied to help with weight loss the slim package it's like a little aqua oh. and then the purple is a clinically studied to help with sleep Let's go. I need all three. <laughs> but the, there so, you go. So let me get back to the old people. Okay. Damn. <laughs> so, Listen. Damn. No, no. So Damn. I say that to say. Suppositories. <laughs> they like them. I, I they promise do. you they do. Man, <laughs> come on, man. But the doctors are having issues because we're unable to give a definitive dose when you're in emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're in an emer- if you're in emergency and they go, Oh, I ate the whole thing, and you yeah. have. Pe- oh, I ate a bite. We have no idea what you, <laughs> how much you've actually consumed. Yeah. So I was very adamant about having a product that actually was effective. Mm-hmm. But actually, if my patients were able to take it, or consumers rather, that they're able to tell their medical team definitively, this was thirty-three milligrams. Mm. That's really important. So are they in pill form? They're in gel caps. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so they dissolve very easy. How many come in a pack? Thirty. So you get a month's oh. supply. Mm. And I don't know if you guys know the guy from Henry Gates. He does all of these, you know, uh, roots where he does finds your family. And wait a minute, you guys don't watch PBS? Is it just me? Hell no. <laughs> you still watch TV? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I see. On Is that on, on Netflix? I don't know. It's on TikTok. It's on TikTok. What? Okay, so here's the deal. When I'm researched, when mm-hmm. I pass away, I want my family to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so. Okay. You know, I carry four more last names, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to really be impactful for my generation. Mm-hmm. And so it was very well thought out to um, work with with Arbor. And, and it was very... Um, the synergy was right. Yeah, the synergy right. was definitely mm-hmm. right. And it's something that I can sit down with my family and especially the family in Puerto Rico. Oh, Jesus. they can- Miko, did you bring it? And yeah. And it's just... This conversation would have never happened had not only, you know, I'd gone through the journey with Joey, but now I'm sitting down, you know, with my family going, look at this, look at what I've done. Look at, I've, you know, this is impactful for us. And, um, you know, it's about really, you know, carrying on the legacy, um, but in a a very well thought out way. Can I get this in stores? Yes, you can. It's in right now. It's in uh, 
let's see, Union Travel Agency uh, in Manhattan. Mm, wow. Okay. Um, and a few, a couple of stores in Michigan, mm-hmm. a couple of stores in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really excited about yeah. it because it's just, it's something that I can um, be proud of. Yeah, and absolutely. Congratulations yeah. on you. launching your own product. It is still a personal goal of mine to get you to smoke weed before you die. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, what, well, we'll hit a milestone. Let's, yeah. let's set something in stone We've right now. We've got CBD, though. Let's okay, so look, so look, so look, so look, look, what's a milestone here? When you, uh, what, what, what something, something that's not too far away. Right. But something attainable. But what, at the end what, of the day. What are day, the goals for this right now? The, the, well, I, look, I'm going to do it. You made a million dollars yet? We working on it. We okay, have, look, so, we so working. your first million, yes. you smoke a joint. Yes. Hey, okay, there it is. There it is. It's a bonding contract. We got to bring uh, you back. Up. Uh, <laughs> I got to do a signature sign right here or something yep. next to her or something. No, but let me tell you, because of Joey, I went to Spring Bling. Mm. I've got, look, the the contact high, I got that one all down. Yeah. Okay. Like, I got it. You I know? heard about that, the runner's high thing. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a Except real thing. Except he'll never, ever experience a runner high. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I'm driving everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a cigar smoker. Okay. okay cool. So, I've been, I feel like I've been smoking cigars since I was five. Damn. So, well, yeah, no, I, me too. That's why my voice sounds like this. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> smoking, I'm, yeah. Glad yeah. I'm not yeah. smoking your cigars. <laughs> my voice wouldn't, wouldn't even sound right. Yeah. <laughs> the look and the, but yeah, and I, but I, I enjoy the culture. Mm-hmm. And the culture is what came in and, and got me and Joey. Mm-hmm. The culture is the reason why I'm sitting here. Yeah. Um, and I think right now, you know, even on, on, you know, after the nothing but fire, we can't lose the culture. No. Um, right. And California is, is, is the start and the finish. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of folks, you know, as I travel to other states, they want to be just like us. Mm-hmm. But we set the trends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. we set the trends. And um, yeah. yeah, that's where we're at, man. <laughs> Miko, thank you for being on yeah, the Lasagna you. Ganja podcast. Thank you for sharing. Thank you yeah. for giving us inspiration, motivation. Thank you for showing us Arbor yes. by uh, Miko Perez. Mm-hmm. You know, go out and support that New York City. You know what time it is. I, I got to get out to New York. I'm actually going to go out there for Comic Con. Are you? So hey, wait, is Comic Con still happening? Yeah, Comic Con oh, wow. is still happening. I'm not dressing up. Okay. You know. Why not? I'm not dressing up. I'm going what? out there for something totally different. No uh, Thundercat? No, no. no. <laughs> a Lionel might be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I got a gut, but whatever, we'll pull it off. I feel like a West Coast, com- <laughs> West Coast customs. Yeah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pimping anybody's ride. Okay? I'm fucking retired. Listen, as millennials, there's a soft spot for Yeah, after- I know, I know. We got, I got to do something else in the car space, but just not now. My, my, <laughs> my son Diesel was like, X, you're going to see X from West... What? Yeah, Mom? yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. But he's 15. Really? So guess well, what? that's good. You've made it. That's good. You've made <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I, I'm glad they still they still they still know me. I like yes. that respect. And his name is Diesel. Hey, so. you know, so. Miko. It's been great having you here today with us. Um, make sure you check out her Instagram, her website. If you need to get in contact with her, she's yes. an amazing bright light to have in the space, and has truly created change. Right, the Lasagna Ganja podcast from Mr. X to the Z exhibit. And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. The Cannabis Cutie. That's right. We'll see you next time. Peace. Check out the Lasagna Ganja podcast wherever podcasts are streamed. And check out our separate feed with video episodes. Available on Spotify and YouTube. For more information, visit DCPOfficial.com. Peace.